Toby Flood. Don't towards. sink! Oh my God! Get up, boy! Get up, boy! He must have a foot like a traction engine. Unbelievable, Jeff! Hello, and welcome to the Crash Ball Diaries Salary Cap Special Podcast with me, Robert Edwards. The idea of this podcast is to give a balanced viewpoint on the salary cap fiasco and ways in which Premiership Rugby can improve going forward. Our first guest is Wasser RFC utility back, Matthew Atherton. No relation to Michael before the listener asks. Matthew, great to have you make your debut. How was Ealing versus London Scottish? Hello, Rob. Uh, just say I'm delighted to be here. Um, yeah, me and, me and actually someone who was on the, uh, the podcast the other day, Johnny Harwood, a.k.a. Brian Moore, uh, went to watch London Scottish versus Ealing. Um, I can't say there'll be much sort of competition for Saracens next year based on what I saw um, but yeah it was good uh, I had a bit of a festival of union this weekend actually I'm actually concussed at the minute so I can't, can't play myself but went to watch our twos yesterday down at Wasps FC and um, fortunately we lost but yeah yeah good weekend all around How's the season been going otherwise? Uh, up and down one, one, we're playing for the ones they're, uh, they're sort of mid-table the twos at the top of the league but yes, after yesterday I'm not too sure Hammersmith and following quite a good side as well so they might have gone top of the yesterday, but yeah, good season all around. I've been injured for quite a large part of it, but yeah, yeah, good season all around. Oh, good to hear. And our second guest is former Optus statistician and Budweiser bottling group <laughs> rising brewer of the year, Mr. Yaren Colbert, aka Berg. How things, Bert? <laughs> good evening, Robert. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no, not too bad, Chief. I'm all right. I've just come off some night shifts. Um, well recovered, having uh, slept until three. Got up in time for the uh, Quinn Sarries kickoff to watch it on the tablet, and uh, I'm now sit here, sat here with the, pr- the privilege of you to uh, enjoy a sweet beverage. So happy days! Oh, good to hear, Bert. Um, so talking about, or oh, brings us to our first topic uh, around Saracens today. How, how did you find the game, Bert? I mean, for me. I'm just delighted that Quinn's actually won a game um, because, to be honest, going into the game today, you know, if it wasn't for everything that was going on uh, over the past week about Saris being confirmed with automatic relegation, you know, I'm sat there as a Quinn's fan thinking, blue deck, we need to buck up our ideas, otherwise we're going to be the ones that are competing with Leicester for the drop here. So, um, look, I'm just delighted that the boys got a win. But, it probably I mean, made it all the more sweeter, actually, that... Quinn's nah, to, be, against, to be honest, uh, to be honest, like, I'm not. I, I don't have much gripe against Saris um, because let's face it, the past few years, nine million RFC. Well, yeah, but the past few years, Saris have been clearly a better team than Quinn's. You know, Quinn's yeah. are very much an average team. Um, to yeah. me, the team that I always want to beat every single game is Wasps. You know, you, you go back to the, the history of the club. Quinns and Wasps were the same club at one point. You think two seasons ago, why did Quinns have their 150th uh, anniversary and the Wasps have theirs the season after, you know? That's the real rivalry, rivalry for me. So before Christmas, going up to the Rico Arena and seeing Quinns get a bonus point win from away from home, you know, that's made my Christmases for another decade. So, Interesting. Yeah, so uh, for me, Wasps are the rivalry. I, 
they're, they're, the, they're the team that I wish all this salary cap shenanigans had happened to and see a soulless club like that go down. Interesting take on things, Bert. Um, <laughs> so, a, few, a few good performances from people with a point to prove. Uh, Alex Dombran. Yeah, I mean, for, for anyone who uh, hasn't yet seen the game, um, you know, the first... I haven't. Uh, I haven't. Oh, OK. Well, essentially, the first uh, few minutes of the game, Quinns go for uh, a line out over the back. Uh, Dombab picks it up, pulls a lovely line, pops Danny Care into space, tracks as any good support player would. And then as he's going at full tilt with a tackle being done on him, he gives a lovely uh, out-the-back uh, offload uh, Danny Kerr to go back in, uh, you know, over the try line. I tell you what, I bet Danny Kerr loved that because he's been quite outspoken, hasn't he, this week about um, about Saris. Yeah, uh, I like I say, I don't have particular grubs against Saris, so it's I do find it a little bit distasteful as a Quinns fan to hear um, some of the comments that have come out from the likes of Danny Kerr, Chris Robshaw, um, the supposed reports that Quinns had been. Um, you know, filing reports to try and put Saris into trouble with the Salute Cup. Mm. That just, it, all of that feels to me a bit in bad taste. I'd have far rather that the Quinns players and the club would have just, you know, kept their heads down and got on with things and let everything else unravel. But I, it's, way, it's, it's the way things are. Interesting take again, Bert. Great to have you on. Um, <laughs> just maybe if you look at the overall arching uh, issue with the salary cap. Uh, what do we make of the 103-page report uh, that was conveniently leaked by Premiership Rugby conveniently. by Sky Sports this week? Yeah. Have uh, <laughs> I review read all 103 pages? Uh, I've had a pretty I've looked at the Guardian breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went for the Sky Sports breakdown. Uh, I think yeah. uh, I think it was in, always in the public interest to sort of release that that report. I think obviously the, the Premiership clubs have already seen it, but based on the fact how much sort of as Bert says, like distastefulness there is there is around Saracens. I think all of them would have wanted that to be released anyway. I'm sure avid rugby union fans would have also wanted that um, that report to be released. Do you not think, Rob? Uh, I do think they'd want it released. But Premiership would be previously stated that they'd have it redacted and everything, so you wouldn't be able what? to know which players were which. Which is why apparently Saracens didn't want to release it. Here's 35 for Shrewsbury, two all. Oh. No, it's oh, not, sorry. is it? Okay. I'm behind. I'm yeah. behind. Uh, unrelated sport, but oh god, uh, we'll focus behind. on the salary oh, no. cap. Oh god. god. Oh, are uh, Shrewsbury subject to a salary cap at the moment? Are they, are they close to breaching it? Uh, don't think well, so. One, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me with that report, some of the things in that report, obviously, I think Nigel Ray's just genuinely a nice guy, and he's obviously slipped up in some ways where. He's obviously. I think the thing with the the um, when he's gone into investments with with some of the players is I don't really have a problem with that. But it's things like I think didn't he buy sort of shares in Mako and Billy's business for double the amount yeah. of what the shares were worth. So it's just clearly like he's just given them basically giving them free money. Yeah, I think um, I think there's been a few accusations uh, that we've been set or aimed at myself by listeners. That, uh, I've been rather biased towards Saracens. However, there's a fair few bits. Like I think Maratoge's player uh, or player image right that are uh, quite shady. Yeah. However, I was, um, I was quite surprised by the report, to be honest. Yeah. Initially, what, when... what do you think on the housing? Yeah. Go on, Bert. 
Well, the, so the thing for me was that when initially the report wasn't going to be released, you're there, I'm there sat as, well, as a fan thinking that it must be horrendous and a lot worse than actually... But some stuff, has still hasn't, been, some stuff has still hasn't been disclosed, has it? Well, there is that, but then... So, this is almost as if it's just the sort of the best of the worst in Saracen's opinion, which is like, obviously, it's, it's the best they could have released and there's other stuff yeah. that they don't want to release that must be worse because they've took relegation, they've, they've decided not to take the... Um, the Champions Cup being taken, Champions Cup's been taken off them. They've just taken relegation instead. So for me, that just says that there's stuff that's far worse than what we're actually reading. It, it might well be, but I mean, we'll come on to it a bit in a, in a bit. But the, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's other clubs who are who are up to well, I mean, slightly shady shenanigans. Did you see that a few years ago? A few years ago, there was some speculation about um, one club in the Premiership sort of breaching the salary cap, and every club in the Premiership came out and said. Um, actually, no, it's definitely not us. And three clubs never, and that was three clubs never came out. And it was Leicester, uh, Wasps, and Saracens never came out and said, Yeah, that, that's not us. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost maybe some people, you know, I would argue that the Premiership have set the bar a bit too high now. In that next year, let's say next year, Wasps have breached the salary cap for two out the past three years. What are they going to do? Are they going to relegate them? And then the year after that, Leicester, you know, they're paying that's fine with me. If um, Wasps go down, that's fine, yeah, but they're paying Danny, they're paying, um. George Ford, six hundred thousand pound. Yeah, I know you're allowed. I know you're allowed. Sort of people who you know, you're allowed two marquee players one involved in the salary cap, and he could be one of them. He probably is one of them. But for me, if you if you're paying where you play six hundred grand, it, 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 you know, it, there's questions to be asked about how they're filling the deal of six point four million. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you, you go through the past few seasons, and what probably has stirred up the suspicions regarding salaries is that not every season, but most seasons, they've been able to add immense quality to their squad and mm. not necessarily losing the same amount of quality. I mean, if you look at last season, the players that they would have lost, Skogberger at the end of the yeah. season, um, Dave Strettle retiring. I mean, Rob, you might be able yeah. to fill me in on a, on a couple more. Um, well, I think Ashton was the sum of the four because he went some before. He get, he yeah. one year too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you look at that and then you go, well, the players that they have then been able to bring in, get back Daly. Jack Singleton, Daly, who could, all right, yeah, he may not have been playing well, but for a lot of clubs, he would be, you'd think the salary demands of him could be nudging sort of close to, if not just shy of what a lot of clubs would, would put as a marquee signing. So. Yeah, if you look like down the list of Saracen players, people. there's probably about six players in that Saracen team now who there's a case to be made that they're probably on over half a million. And there's at least six, I would say, that you could argue. I know two of them don't count, but if the salary cap's only seven million, and, they're, and then you get obviously the, the academy players, so you, you can't pay more than, is it 35 grand or something like that? Yeah, you can't pay academy players like oh, over 35 30, grand or something. Yeah. There's not much room, like wiggle room after like the people, 35 grand, yeah. And so there's not much wiggle room for me after the, like, the six or seven players that you'd say are definitely on or around 500k. Then you've got all the academy players that you have to pay. And there's, there's not much wiggle room after that. For like sort yeah. of obviously Marrow, it's quite clear that um, Itoji isn't, isn't including these because he's obviously in his contract. It seems like he's took a, a wage cut. Um, and obviously he must have been told at some point that we're going to sort of make that up in, in other ways. Yeah, there's some interesting uh, things around England credits and everything though. How uh, they've actually been receiving a deduction on um, on uh, how much they should have been receiving from the RFU around international mm. players. So they should have been re- receiving a hundred and eighty grand deduction, 
but they only received 80. Oh, really? Just thousands yeah. in particular? Yeah. Yeah, or every club has that Every as well. club, really? Yeah. I'm not sure why you can find that out. Um, I think, it, for me, it's like, the, uh, go on, sorry. <coughs> doing a bit of digging on the company's house throughout the course of the week. Oh, um, God. It's also, this also <laughs> very interesting. Um, do you know how much to do? It really? Sorry, hang on. Very interesting. <laughs> is, is that what you're going to claim to us, Rob, here? I am going to claim that, but <laughs> must be limited. Uh, which owners are making groups themselves, uh, ganging up, some might say. Um, a certain Mr. Rowe from Exeter, who's had a lot, lot to say about this. What, what do we think on whether um, they should be stripped of titles? Um, to me, that's absolute codswallop. But I would, pref- as a fan, I would prefer not to see that because all it just yeah. then does is bring more of a story to the game in what is currently a negative uh, situation. And so I would rather o- not. But the I other thing with that is other clubs would. Sorry, but the other thing with that is like, is anyone actually that arse about that other than Exeter? Does anyone care yeah. about them getting the title stripped off them other than Worcester? Exeter? I feel Worcester. Like I think Worcester, Worcester care about it. I, mean, I think everyone well, yeah, wants to say they care about it. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, who cares? I, I could not care less. I think Saracens, with, yeah. it, it, the question people got asked themselves around that question of should they get the, the sort, of, sort of titles ripped off them is, is would they still have a similar sort of team or similar sort of like standard of, standard of squad without the salary cap breaches? And obviously, the likes of Atoji, you'd imagine he would still be there without sort of these extra image rights um, or event events um things that he that he went payments. to the like payments yeah the likes of him he'd probably still be there and i don't really think anyone it's not really in the interest of anyone to sort of say oh saracen should get these titles taken off i think the only person who's actually brought that up is is exeter so i think that's absolutely rubbish and obviously you've got to coach the way these teams play and saracens play a far better style of rugby than anyone else whether they're breaching the salary cap or not so I don't really think, yeah, I don't really think that's, that's sort of feasible to say, yeah, they should get their titles taken off them. I'm like, the only reason for me why I would want the titles to get taken off them is just to see Jim, Al- Jim Hamilton's face. <laughs> oh, what, so it's it turned over in one of the finals a couple of years now means nothing. Well, the thing was, they got, they got, they got offered, the, they offered the chance to, to come out and say, right, we'll get take, rather than take relegation, we'll, we'll take two of our Champions Cups off us. And Jim Hamilton asked, oh, what, what are those um, competitions going to be? And, it was. It, it just so happened to be um, the competition that he was he was playing in when he was at Saracens. It was quite nice. Did I of you uh, hear some of the comments from uh, Brendan Venter on the, uh, the whole subject of Saracens and the salary cap? I did on the uh, rugby pod. Another. Oh, I, pod. Is, this, is this a South African guy? Is this a South African guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he he reckons it's been going on for about ten years, doesn't he? Well, his his big thing about it was that. Um, He'd argued that, you know, previous to, say, let's say 2010, Saris had had the cash about, and, and you, can, you can agree with that because they had some big names uh, banded around shit. the club in they the days terrible. of Nigel Ray, you know, the likes of Tim Horan, Castanier, etc., um, and not getting the success. And Brendan Venter's comment was, well, look, they had a massive change in culture, and, and that was what really brought about the start of the success for Saris. So I get that. But... Um, it was a very um, 
apologies to any of our South African listeners, it, it came across as a very South African type <laughs> um, response in, you know, complete denial of all uh, responsibility or wrong Is this because they're all on steroids? The, uh, no, I mean, I've, got, well. I've got love for, for two South Africans out there, Skulk Brits, because how can you not love that dude? What a, what a barnet, what a smile, what a love for the game. And I've forgotten who the other one was. Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> might be Bismarck, who knows? Classic. <laughs> uh, um, so, just, just on maybe the salary cap, we mentioned briefly that we thought maybe a couple of other teams were pushing it. Uh, who do you guys think that might be? Northampton. You think Northampton? Dan Bigger is paid seven hundred and fifty grand a year. Mm. My shout would be Bath. Be mo- yeah, my yeah. shout would be Bath. Because you think the players at Bath have got Francois yeah. Lowe, Falatel, um, Underhill. Underhill, Watson, JJ, you think you've got yeah. there's good Lions players in that squad. They ain't going to be cheap. Um, Priestland. Priestland. Have, have any of them sort of uh, academy uh, brought to the academy, though? No. no. None of them. No, because okay. Watson Drew. and JJ, JJ both came from Irish. Did they? Yeah. Ali Brew. Yeah. It's amazing, actually, how many uh, players have come through the London Irish uh, Academy. And then have just been, well, have then left and got on to uh, other clubs. Yeah. You can make a uh, London Irish Academy side playing elsewhere. Tom yeah. Homer having a terrific year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very interesting point. Um, yeah, so uh, with the salary cap now, yeah, I hear, Matthew, you have a few views on how Rugby League use their, or uh, Super League use their salary cap. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So the rugby league salary caps—that's only—that's only two million. It's just been just been upgraded to two million a year. Um, so you can for have... those that aren't aware, rugby league is another version of rugby. Played in <laughs> <North> <laughs> of England. It's the, it's the better. It's, tell you what, it's the better version. If you actually want to watch some good rugby, it's actually the better version. You'd be more excited watching that, not some okay. just there, uh, you know, boot to ball stuff. Um, okay. But yeah. It's quite, it's quite similar to Union, actually. I was reading quite a bit about it uh, the other day. I didn't actually realise that Union could have two marquee players. But League, yeah, League have two marquee players. Um, if, they want, if they want to try and lure any rugby union players back to the sport, then uh, my team, Warrington, they've, they've um, exercised that quite a couple of times in the past couple of years. So they got Josh Charnley back, uh, who was at Wigan. So he went, to, he went to sale, didn't work out, wasn't good enough. Warrington brought him back. Um, so he'll get, he'll get a cut price in the salary cap, so he won't count for that much. And then, uh, yeah, Luther Burrell signed last year. So, um, he, uh, he didn't do very well last season, but he's got a pre-season under his belt now. He actually said today that he's a million miles better off with a pre-season under his belt um, in comparison to where he was when he joined last year. He looked quite sort of overweight yeah. last year when he was playing, but saw a picture from the other day. He looks quite, uh, looks a lot like you actually, Bert. Mm. He looks quite lean. Lean, yeah. pre-season. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I think what probably what happened with Burrell is that now he's gone back up north. He's gone back to the land of pubs and pies, and maybe that's where he's put on just you know a couple of extra pounds and yeah. a little extra ballast. But he seems to have, he seems to have lost now, and you know I'd like you'd like to think that it work out for him. He is thirsty, but he has played league before, um, so I like to think it might work out for him. But yeah, so the um, the academy sort of the academy players they just don't sound to the, don't count in the salary cap. Um, I'm not sure if it's at all, but there's very little that, goes towards... That, goes, that's just if uh, they come through your academy. 
come through your academy, yeah. So you have to sort of, so like the likes of St. Helens and uh, St. Oh, St. Helens and um, and Wigan, who kind of lead the way in academy academy players. I can imagine the likes of St. Helens. If you look at their squad this year, uh, it must be about they must be at about 60%, percent, sixty five, seventy percent of academy players. So they must they must have loads of room on on the salary cap. Um, but yeah, I just, I just it, it's, it's strange, obviously, the way it's only two million pounds. So like the marquee players, only one hundred and fifty thousand worth of their of their wage counts in the salary cap. So I'm not sure how that compares to Union. But for me, there's there's a few things that that Union could could learn off League. But you know what they're like, mm-hmm. Union. They, they don't they like to think that League doesn't really exist. So um, I wonder Drifting. why. I'm not sure that's going to work out. But yeah, I think I wonder why. What do you mean? I wonder why? Mm. Drifting slightly away. I wonder from why the they tried to it doesn't exist. Matty, can you have have you got any answer for why League cannot expand the game outside of the M62 corridor? Um, I think it's. Because I agree just, with you. It's, it's a it's a really entertaining uh, form of the game. It's just ignorance, I think, from anyone down south. It's ignorance towards uh, towards the working class. They just they just kind of wish they don't exist. Obviously, League being a working class sport and the the M62 League. Um, I think it, it, just, it just obviously it just it's surrounded by ignorance for me. It's, it's just uh, it's just uh, let's can we can we say can we say right wing on this podcast? It's just it's just the right wing. You want to make this political, it, lad? Starting that they only want they only want one one rugby to exist. Um, but honestly, there's not many people who watch that sport and think, yeah, I don't I don't like that. It's not entertaining. I have to say that the standard isn't brilliant if you look at it in comparison to Australia's standard, but. Um, yeah, I, I can never get my head around why it's why it's not big. And maybe it's the marketing. I don't know. Oh, it's really good. Maybe it's the marketing. I don't know. But um, yeah, we'll see. It's trying. It's trying to expand all the time. Yeah, great to see. <laughs> <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you might be slightly on your own, Matty, of uh, the one proper northerner currently uh, talking on great this, to hear. this podcast. Great to hear. <laughs> Okay, so just on Saracens, going back to topic and uh, trying to keep get the listeners out of their rugby league induced coma. Um, <laughs> who do we think? Who, who do we think and stay at Saracens? Um, yeah, Lozowski's going to Bath, isn't he? Lozowski, yeah. Williams uh, obviously going back to Wales. Cruz, I think Cruz, because obviously he's not looking at the England. Go on, sorry. What are you saying about Williams? Maybe or we go through through to this. Maybe we go through position groups. Yeah, let's do that. Let's start with the front row. Let's spend a lot of time on the front row. Go on, Rob. Okay, let's go through it as a unit. All right. Um, So, loose head. Barrington. Stay or go? Is he up much? I I can't Uh, can't see. He won't be anywhere anywhere near, like, what the, you know, the start, so-called start. Barrington, Barrington really, I think the thing for me is, uh, do Sarri's... Can they keep hold of Reese Carey or another young I think, uh, loose head? I think he'll go back. I think he'll go back to Wales. Don't you? There'll be some claws in or what, is the, is the salary one cap Wales in the championship? Get. Does anyone know? Is the salary cap different in the championship? Uh, there isn't a salary cap in the championship, but there you have one. to conform to premiership salary cap. Okay, so anything for promotion. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have thought that you you keep you you keep the lights of Mako. And then he'd want a couple yeah. of young loose heads in behind to learn off of Adam Hale, who is a world class player. Good. Yeah, Ralph Adam Hale. Oh, I, I feel for that boy because he got a horrendous injury earlier on in the season, didn't he? 
and he were playing yeah, so playing. well. Yeah, I think he he'll stay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, though, they might give the rest of the first team a sabbatical year almost. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. There's some players who sort of have come out and said, "I know there's one player in particular we'll move on to," but yeah, I won't. You can't. You kind of get the feeling that they are going to stay. Yeah. What about Hooker then? Joe Gray, he's going to go. Yeah, uh, Jack Singleton. <sighs> he's not been very good either. How old is he? How old is he? Uh, must be 23, 24. Yeah, sounds about right. It depends. Obviously, yeah, it could also 20. depend on if some of these players think they might get an England call up if they were to move on and they're not sort of in the England set for the minute. Um, yeah. The likes of him, if George is ahead of him at the minute, then they might see it as an opportunity rather than just a year to doss about, basically. I'd see Jamie George staying, I think. I'd be oh, pretty fairly confident with that one. Yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an academy player as well, isn't he? So his loyalties are... Yeah, maybe on loan, perhaps. But... Yeah, I would have thought more likely Singleton on loan because he's someone who needs to be getting regular game time to stay. Yeah, his, especially uh, with his age as well. International call. What about yeah. Tighthead? What about Cock? Uh, I think he'll go. Thoughts? Any yeah. disagreements? The, Gall- well, the problem the you got with some of these players is, is he? Yeah. But the problem you got with some of these players going out is some some of the more outspoken Premiership teams. They're just they're not going to be able to get any of these players alone, whether they want them or not, because they've just gone sort of they've yeah, sort of been. Not, I feel just feel like they've the been a bit money. too outspoken. Yeah. Well, they won't have the money, yeah. a yeah. and yeah, sort of they've been a bit too too outspoken about kind of. The likes of Vincent Cockburn, I'd imagine he could easily pick up a, a contract in France, or if he want, if he wanted to head back home, I'm sure plenty of teams would be happy to uh, have him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lamont Kelly, that's an interesting one. Yes, I would agree. Um, if he's on peanuts, then hey, he's a handy player to have around as a bit of uh, experience. But I mean, you could probably afford to uh, let him go and um, mm. bring a young academy player through. Yeah, to maybe find an extra tight head somewhere. Harvey Beaton is one to look out for. I'll tell, I'll tell you, speaking of young tight heads you've got, what about that uh, Josh Ebu and Opway? Absolute uh, unit. I've not been impressed with him, to be honest. So, uh, is he any good? Um, no, he's useless as... Well, Speaking from when he was at Quinn's, he was a useless scrummager, but you just looked at him and thought, Blumenek, I would not want to take that guy on in a one-to-one collision or on a eat-all-you-can-eat buffet. You know, either situation, I don't fancy myself. Yeah, fair enough. Um, second row, your lock. I'd, I'd say a Toje or go. I think he might go to France I think. for a year. Yeah. Big Willie, little George Lee, little Willie. George Cruz will go. Back. George Cruz will go because he's 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 slowly working his way out of the England setup. So I think he might move on. It's equally it depends who else you, who else you um you have to shed because he's a young lad with still a future in front of him. But I mean, Rob, what? How do you rate him like compared to your other sort of locks and back rows that you have got in the current squad? Uh, not as good. I I taste fourth choice. Find skeleton Cruz, Potosio, maybe even. I think that Capoto's pretty good, but the talk of him going. Uh, yeah, just to just to be aware, uh, we have now been awarded a gift by Zoom meetings 
that we can run over 40 minute recording time. So, oh, funny that, on, lad. Yeah, they must be yeah. avid listeners of the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's now the podcast is now available on SoundCloud if anyone hasn't listened to the previous two episodes. Um, moving on to the back row. Uh, so Michael Rhodes, I believe, is retiring at the end of the year. Uh, he's yeah. also not played all year. Some of these retirees might think they might stick around for a little bit more so they can kind of just basically doss about for a year and, and sort of the same amount of money. Yeah. Callum Clark. Uh, I think he'll go. Ben Earl's uh, got to be your one lad that you want to keep. Yeah, Ben Earl. He, you want to keep Ben, ben Earl, Billy Vinopolo and Jackson Ray. Yeah, yeah, Billy will stay. Yeah. Ray's the kind of person that you want for a bit of experience and leadership to take what potentially could be a youthful team into the championship just to provide that bit of a spine and stability for that team. Are we on, are we on backs now? Uh, yeah, yeah, go on, Matty. You can join back. in now. We, what, we're we on Wigglesworth? Yeah, Wigglesworth. Sorry, on Friday. Commentating on the Scottish game. Really? It doesn't he, coach, yeah. he coaches somewhere now. He's a good Oh, maybe it was Ian. Yeah. Maybe that's why he was there. I thought he was commentating. But I tried to. I tried to ask him if he want to come on on, on CBD. But uh, he said he said he's quite busy at the moment. So, well, yeah. to be fair, he's Probably got a professional playing contract and he's uh, coaching part time. So fair enough to him. Yeah, he's probably on the embargo as well. There were <laughs> quite, quite a few players that turned down the invite. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one or two rather ruder than others. Um, a certain Mr. Darren Child, the Premiership I mean, Rugby CEO, uh, rudely didn't respond to two requests. To you hounded him. him. You hounded him. That's why you hounded him. Yeah. yeah. Who else? Who so else thanks, didn't think thanks, da- thanks, Darren, for your continued transparency. <laughs> uh, who else didn't come on? Um, we had, we had Tony quite Rowe? a few. Uh, yeah, Tony Rowe also declined the invite. Uh, I don't think Tony knows how to work Zoom meeting. Um, we, we also, uh, Chris we also Barwell, didn't Chris Barwell tonight as well? Yeah, Chris Barwell of uh, former Leicester Academy product uh, didn't also uh, respond. As uh, Nick, well, maybe just the final one was Ugo Monia, who uh, again blocked, actually blocked the CBD account. <laughs> So, uh, what did he describe it as? He described it as a what was it? Doping, um, financial the, doping, financial doping, mm. which is the most far-fetched thing I've ever heard. Yeah, is, is that because um, he's, Ugo, uh, Ugo doesn't like her player living? Yeah, is that because Ugo's uh, contractually blocked by his uh, involvement with BBC's uh, podcast? Maybe. Yeah, I know. Maybe. I, maybe. I also think uh, that's the unique thing about Craftwall Diaries. We never get any special guests, so there's no, uh, there's no uh, almost regulation around the, uh, <laughs> what you can and can't say. You never hear from the lawyers, do you? No. <laughs> Maybe around the intro, but <laughs> nothing around the content. <laughs> yeah. What? Fucking the Castleford, the Castleford commentator asking for image rights. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, Okay, so on the nine, so we reckon, do we reckon Wigglesworth will stay for a year in the He'll camp? stay for another year just for the sake of, yeah, being able to stay and play, yeah. He'll do it for a laugh. Uh, it, I think he'll do it just for the, the aspect of being in a slightly more 
amateur environment of the, the crack done. after the game being by your opposite uh, uh, nine a pint. I reckon he'd do it just for that. Yeah, do we think uh, Ben Spencer? Is no, going out? I think he might go out on loan. He'll go on loan, yeah. It's one of the British clubs. Yeah. Or Irish. Yeah. Um, ten. ten, yeah. So, Farrell. Farrell, stay. Madu, stay. I can't see how yeah, good Matt, a bowler would go. I really rate Matt Maitland. I like, I, he'd be annoying if they lost. Maitland? He's you think he'll go? Player. Mayland, you know, the, you think, uh, Max yeah. Mayland. Yeah, but do you think any of these players will, when you say they go, do you think any of them will just go or do you think they'll just go out alone? Do you think the majority of them will just go out uh, alone? Like, I think obviously Wilson will go, I think. Do you? Well, I mean, I think, I think Max Mayland like is, is good enough that he could quite well uh, benefit from us alone for a season because he, I think he'd want to stay in the Saris environment, but I don't think he would benefit from playing in the championship as much as, say, maybe a Joel Kapoku or, you know, someone who's a bit younger and not showing quite the same level of, uh, you know, class that Max Malins has shown so far in the Prem this season. Then you feel like maybe it might go on loan. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be weird. You could see, uh, just maybe moving on to the centres, but Nick Tompkins, the very, or Welsh Nick Tompkins, you could see him going to play for one of the Welsh regions. Hmm. But it'll stay you know, well. away. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Whether he retires or not. How old is he now? He's 33. Yeah, Brad Barrett, 33. Yeah, the problem Dom, with Brad Barrett, though, it's not Martin. how old he is, it's how many uh, uh, blooming surgeries he's had, isn't it? Yeah. And how many like metal plates he's had put in his uh, cheek and jaw. It's, it's interesting. Um, I think uh, Dom Morris, who's bloody played 12 today, looks, looks handy. He did. Uh, I was impressed with him. He yeah, was one of the few players that fronted up with a bit of physicality. He's very good. Uh, Who's that fellow with the afro? Think... Is, he Liz- is that Lazowski? Which fellow with the afro? What, Duncan Taylor? Which position? I was 13. Yeah, Dun- yeah Duncan Taylor. Do we think he'll, um... do we think he'll stay or go? Uh, what's... It depends what is, what is his international aspirations because he, he plays class for you in, in, uh, season in, season out. And you just wonder, what's, what's he need to do to get a shout for Scotland? Very fit, I think. He's been injured a lot. Yeah. I've just got the rumour section up. Uh, so they think Spencer to back an Exeter, Lodowski, Gloucester or Stale, Ezekwe to Harlequin, Malin to Exeter, and Tomkins to Osprey. Well, can I just say something on that? Yeah. Just, I'm just reading a, a news report about... Actively monitoring the Saracen situation to see if they can bring any of their players into Super League for the season. So that'd be interesting. Ooh. Yeah. God, God help them. <laughs> <laughs> God what help them. What about the back from three London. then? Uh, Liam Williams, we know, is going. Yeah. yeah. Um, Daly? He's only just signed. Sure so you think on. he's safe? Yeah. Daly maybe takes a year off. Uh, I think Alex Goode might stay. Yeah, I think anyone with anyone who's not really in contention for international um, international rugby is probably going to stay. Maitland? Uh, no, I think he'll go. I would Good agree. Good as well. Really? I, thought, I, I feel he's been the 
a useful player for you? Uh, maybe. What do we think <laughs> on... Um, what about... Uh, have you seen much of him, Bert? Rotomy Sagan? He, uh, I look sure at him, him. And, I, and I, I just... It, it, all he does is he reminds me of uh, Gabby Ibatoye, just because he's got that yeah. sort of quick uh, change of, um, of of feet. He's got the he's got a bit of acceleration. He's a young player. He's the, he is exactly the kind of player who would benefit from a year in the championship where no pressure. He could go out and enjoy his rugby uh, and learn a hell of a lot playing against other teams who are just looking to put a shot on you. He would really benefit from a year in the championship. Yeah, I agree. Do think he'd benefit, benefit from a year in the Yorkshire Merit Leagues? Uh, Who wouldn't? Well, <laughs> I don't know. The, sure, the thing, the sure thing with the Dave Yorkshire Merit League is you've got to be able to ruck. Yeah. And get muddy. Yeah. Yeah, the okay. big game is going to waft away. Yeah, that was an interesting dissection of the Saracens' uh, cap. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, just, just moving on. This this weekend, it's the first weekend of the Six Nations. However, on Friday night, or is it Friday or Sunday? There's the semi-final of the Anglo. Is it still the Anglo Welsh, or is it just the Premiership Rugby Cup? Prem Cup season. Premiership Rugby Cup. Who's even yeah. playing that? So we'll, we'll, we'll predict that one first. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put names in a hat? Yeah, we'll predict that one first. Uh, so okay. at so it's extra Chiefs versus your own Harlequin first. Oh, I didn't even realise we were so, in it. <laughs> down at down at Sandy Park. Oh, we got no chance. No chance. If we're playing away from home. No chance. Okay, for the right to play in the grand final. Where's the grand final being played? Uh, I'm unsure, but I'm sure there's still tickets being sold. <laughs> Then, then wow. the week after, it's Sale versus Saracens in the Premiership Rugby Cup semi-final or the other semi-final. Sale will win that. Sale will win that. Yeah, at Sale. So I, yeah, I, I get a feeling that Diamond might just go, "Hey, let's let's have a, a crack at just getting a pot. Let's have let's have a, a bit of silverware to drink out of." I reckon he might put a couple of these, his uh, Saffa boys in for that team. Yeah, I've, I've heard so a rumor he's got a few Saffas to call upon now. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sure they're pushing the salary cap. I'll bet they're... There must be a few Who? players there that aren't on cheap well, wage. Sale. 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 The thing with them, you look at the amount of uh, imports they've had, um, you think you've got Ludiaga, Faftaclerk, there's there's probably your two marquee players. And then you go, right, well, you look at the back line, you've got uh, AJ McGinty, Ron Dupree, Ashton, Solomon, Yard. Uh, Marlon Yard, Yard, Byron McGuigan, um... Yeah, but you've also got to bear Sam in mind. James. That, yeah, you've also got to James. bear in mind that they were running on half of the half the salary cap for the past however many years, and they've only just come out and said we're actually running it, you know, near near full cap now. So the fact that they've had loads of ins coming in, it, that's probably makes sense when they say they were running off half the cap for the past five six years. So they probably had a lot of space to bring people in. I'm sure there's been a bit of creative accounting. You're only saying this now if you're a Saracens fan. You're a bit bitter, so you, you want you want other teams to be to be cheating the system as well. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Saracens fan. It gave you that. Uh, it gave you that idea. I'm an impartial did, journalist. 
<laughs> Never a truer word spoken there from Robert Edwards. You know what else actually yeah, really, really did my head in about, about this whole Saracen thing was when they played Racing in the Champions Cup last week and they needed to win. And when they won, it was almost like they were all these heroes. And the fact of the matter is, they were still running at over £200 million over the salary cap for this season. So they shouldn't even be in the Champions Cup if, if, if it was up to me this season. To be fair, Saris did win with playing Yeah, there might not be a salary cap in the Champions Cup, but they're still, they're still bending the rules, aren't they, by having a team better than like any other team could have in the Premiership. You can't just bring loads more players into the Champions Cup and then you know, cut the contracts off. Um, when they play that, when they play, ah, come on, mate. Let, let them off for the Champions Cup. They beat the French. Happy days. It's injustice. <laughs> maybe, maybe Sale fans are bitter. But they, when was the last time they qualified for the knockout of the Champions Cup? That's not. That's not. That's not what the. Uh, it's a salary cap special, Rob. It's not. It's not. We're not talking about Sale. I, I think. I, I think I was still in diapers. <laughs> now, still hanging on to our Premiership. We've gone past the uh, Premiership Rugby Cup semi-final, which is, uh, I believe, on BT Sport at 1pm uh, GMT on uh, Sunday. Which channel, Rob? Sandy Park. Which channel? Uh, so the the listeners know which uh, channel to set to record. BT Sport 2. Thank you. Good God. Um, so just pushing on ahead uh, to the Six Nations. Players to watch. Who do we think from each team? From the Italians, hmm. anyone stand out? Pledgery. Yeah. Anyone else? No. You're clutching at straws with that team, no. aren't you? Yeah, Sebastian Negri. He's a good player. Oh, yeah, to be fair, no, he, he, he performs year in, year out. Yeah, good, good on him. Have yeah. they got a, uh, got a Saffer as well in the uh, back row yeah, for it? Stein. Stein. Yeah. Abraham Stein. That's the one. Yeah. He's a good pick That's for your fancy teams. Matteo Minozzi. Yeah, Abraham maybe. Stein. Yeah, from Wasps. Um, yeah. So, how do you yeah. think they'll get on against the Welsh? Is it at Wales? First round up. Yeah. Is, it, uh, is that Wales? Know, no, it's in this. I think it's in Rome. I mean, they're going to win one. They might win one game, mightn't they? So, I don't think. I don't think that's going to be Wales, especially if it's at Wales. I think it's hard yeah, to it see in, past it. The millennium. Yeah, they're not. Excuse me, Rob. It's actually called the. Um, Oh, I forgot. The Principality, yeah. Yeah, try to tell them that to the Welsh, Welsh listeners. Yeah. All the Welsh listeners. Best of luck <laughs> to the Welsh Six Nations. Yeah, go well, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so we think Wales have comfortably beat them. Um, then, Ireland versus Scotland. Ireland every single day of the week because it's in Dublin and they're playing Scotland. I just like to back up Harwood's uh, Harwood statements the other day on the on the on the podcast previous to this one. How on earth is Sexton A in the team and B how on earth is he captain? He must we'll be about know. he must be about thirty five now. Maybe he's got pictures on Andy Farrell. <laughs> or Owen. <laughs> yeah, maybe both. <laughs> both together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, anyway. And then the crunch on Sunday. Um, I think it's an interesting game. It's that's a nervy one for me because it's early enough days that you'd like you'd think 
the French squad wouldn't revolt against Sean Edwards as defence coach. So they might just, for a change, have a bit of structure and be fired up. Yeah. I'd rather play France at the end of the championship when Sean Edwards has had enough time to piss everyone off in the French squad and for them to all go on strike. Mm. And they've gone, they've gone particularly youthful with their selection. Which seems yeah. Good. Oh, well. Okay then, lads. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, how have you found your first visit to the pod? Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been waiting a long time to come on. I think we did try one uh, after Old Boys Weekend um, in the uh, the Benjamin. But what pub was it? We tried it. We tried it in in, in Sheffield. Uh, to George Newton. George Newton didn't go very well. We were all a bit uh, we were all a bit worse worse. So didn't go very well. So yeah, I've been waiting ever since then to kind of to kind of get on. So yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure to be on here. Yeah, I just love rugby, so that's all I've got to say. I love rugby. Yeah, if if I'm not talking about rugby, I'm just pissed off, so I just, I kind of needed this today. Great to hear. Well, thank you, everyone that's joined in to listen. Um, A few uh, quick shout-outs. It was uh, Jimbo James Thompson's birthday this week. Uh, So, happy birthday, James. Um, Goddies. And then, then also, there were a few more... uh, questions that the listeners that wanted to ask um so around uh johnny busy's girlfriend uh i've heard she is in fact unfortunately welsh um, oh no trying to get that out of <laughs> yeah and also on saturday the 7th uh is it the 7th the 8th on the saturday eight. on saturday the 8th of february we will be hosting a live podcast from the george in london bridge i do believe uh, Bloody God, Paul, tickets lad. will go on sale or tickets will go on sale on uh, Tuesday morning so please get them before you uh, they run out thank you for listening and God bless God bless <laughs> oh God <laughs>